Tabby Kane from Be Lightful Healing and Jennifer Marie Cliff from Jennifer Marie Cliff Academy. So today's focus is really on the Pellucity pillar of education. One of the big goals of Pellucity is to work with all types of people of all ages. And so that is why the topic today is on intuitive parenting, because this is a market that I think is really untapped and really not looked at. Agreed. One of Sammy's beautiful gifts that she works with very quietly and humbly, I might add, is with children. Those who are neurodivergent on the spectrum have all of the quote unquote disabilities and how through her years of teaching and tutoring, how she's helped them, helped their parents. And even now they come in droves, I think, soon because they're finding out, right? Parents are always word of mouth and really helping not just the child and not just the parent, but the family entirely, um, which she has done personally for our family. And we're forever grateful, helping us define really what is going on and really able to dial in on how to work together as we are kind of co-creating this new world, right? I really am <laughs> a little pushy and I asked Sammy to tell her origin story of the why we're doing all of this and why we're so passionate about, um, about education and going forward. Would you like to share that? All right. So I taught school, taught in the public school setting for nine years, and then I've been running my own tutoring business for the past two years. So I've got essentially 11 years of experience. And while I was there, I studied um, special education um, and I mostly specialized in students with emotional behavioral disorders and lots of different neurodivergences, because basically that essentially, for me, is signified that most of them have intuitive gifts. Part of the sanctuary spaces that we're hoping to build are these schools for people to go where kids can be safe, kids of all different types of backgrounds. I knew I wanted to build something like this since I was a small child. I used to have dreams of opening up um, boarding schools for students, for kids who were homeless, where they could go and stay and learn and maybe even have spaces for their parents to go and stay, um, because that's really important too. Because the second largest homeless population in America is children after the elderly. So it was a really important group of people. And as I became a teacher and got to see how many of my students were living out of cars or moving from apartment to apartment each month, it became more important for me. And then I had this dream in April of 2020, I think, mm -hmm. 2021. Yeah, maybe? 2021, I think. Uh, it was like, it was three months before April, 2021. And sometime around then, and I had this dream that I was standing in this building with five different sections and I was in the center of it. And when I looked to my left, there was a tea room. Kids could just get together and eat as a family meal. Outside of that, there was like a little garden space, a little fairy garden, very, very precious. Um, I turned a little bit slightly and it looked like a um, a pirate ship had crashed into the building. It was a beautiful stage with a ton of library books all around it, like a two-story library basically surrounding inside this ship. And then part of the ship was a stage. 
you moved over a little bit more and there was a giant jungle gym Lego type area where kids were like building and digging in and running around and having a blast. Uh, I pivoted again and I saw a craft center where kids could use things in the garden to like make a quick, you know, no cook food or they were making candles or they were crocheting or doing something. And it was interesting because these families were actually sitting together and talking. And I think it's so rare that families actually have the opportunity to talk like you go to the movies or you go to those trampoline parks, but you never really get to sit down with your kids and talk with them. So it's like, what a cool way to allow families to talk to one another. And then I pivoted again. And the last pillar was this like big open space with a bunch of chairs in it. And all of a sudden I turned around and there was a man standing beside me, this giant man. And I was like, Oh, hello. And he said, hi, my name's Michael. And I was like, okay. And he goes, and I need you to build this. And I said, okay, Mikey, I don't know. I'm a teacher. I don't know anything about building. Um, I don't know anything about running a business. I said, what is this room for? And he was like, well, that's where parents go to receive um, education from various community members to learn about different things like budgeting or different parenting strategies or a whole bunch of other things that they might need help, maybe just like basic house maintenance Um, It's just a space for them to go and learn a little bit more and enrich their lives while the kids are kind of enjoying themselves in the community center. And I was like, okay. I said, I looked around. He goes, come to your office with me. And I was like, what office, man? And he's like, just come with me. So we go in there and he's like showing me the calendar of all the events we have going on and showing me my office and kind of showing me a little bit how I run. And he's like, I need you to build this. And I was like, listen here, Mikey, I don't know anything about building. Like you're going to have to send me more people. I don't even know what this is. Right. Cause this is just a dream. I'm just so completely confused, but it feels so very real. It's like, almost like I've traveled in time essentially. And I'm standing right in this place and I wake up and I'm talking to my fiance about it later. And he goes, Michael, like Archangel Michael. And I didn't grow up Catholic. I grew up in a religious cult type setting, but we didn't like, we didn't do hierarch hierarchical angels like that just wasn't really a thing that we'd really discussed and I was like what's an, what's an archangel and he's like oh my gosh he's like so archangel Michael and he like dives into the whole explanation of everything um and that's kind of when I found when I channeled the five pillars of pellucity um happening a bit after when Allison channeled them I was channeling them for the children as she was kind of channeling them for the adults so That's why we have such a passion about working with parents um, with intuitive kids, because it is really tricky to know what to do sometimes when you don't have any examples of what to do. When we were kids, we were just told to hush, hush about it. Be quiet. That's enough. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about it. That's very weird. You have a very creative imagination, right? So what do you do if you actually believe your kids and you want to encourage these skills in them? Right. And also, (laughs) what do you do if you're... If you've tried every avenue and you can't figure out why they're sick, right? They're not really sick. They just are built so differently. So more, so much more, more prepared for what is coming, right? The new way of living, the old way of living together in harmony, you know? And so, yeah, um, we really started talking about it. And, you know, I've got two kids that are really something else entirely, incredibly blessed, um, and there's a there's a little baby spirit that hangs out all the time. And I've had probably like 30 different psychics be like, hey, you got this baby coming? Mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> and uh, really just allowing the space for that. So we started talking about it and we really just decided, you know, we know all these intuitive 
parents and people and um, within our circles. And we really just wanted to get the word out there for this. So parents and kids don't feel so alone or it, cause it doesn't matter what your wealth is, right? It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor or somewhere in between, like everyone's coming online and awakening and, and, you know, it's really time to build a place for support for that. And in true form, we thought, well, this is a great place to start, right? Start talking about it, bringing people on who have experience or knowledge or anything like that. So the rest of this podcast is really dedicated to the beginning series of our beautiful, beautiful friends, Tabby and Jen and their experiences. And, you know, they've got their circles starting over in Virginia and how there's so many of us. And, you know, this is really a call for us to come together and and share our experiences together and get on each other's podcasts or YouTube channels or book clubs or, you know, a person in a coffee shop you hearing about it or just knowing and know that there is a place and there is more than one place and that we really collectively care about our kids and we care about ourselves and our family and we really are doing a good job with what we have, right? And so, you know, this is a continuation and, and we really just decided this is the way that we're going to begin birthing this and and so you'll see other people pop on and see us in other places, but you know, we're doing it. So here we go. We are here today to talk all about um, being a parent to intuitive children and what that's like and how there's literally no handbook on that. So <laughs> Jen has mentioned this on her podcast before, which is called the motherhood and uh, holistic wellness, but I might be changing it to a shorter title to cater to more of like the divine feminine energy besides just motherhood, because there's a lot more of that that is needs to be acknowledged in this world today. That was our inspiration for women of the wise. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Need everyone talking about all the things. I love it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you can, I would definitely recommend checking out her podcast. There is tons. It's loaded with lots yeah, and lots so of good details. Thank you. So, so intuitive children, Jen, do you want to share a little bit about your son? Sure. Um, Liam just turned five this past June, June 20th. So, oh, he is a wild baby. (laughs) So when he was conceived at the last, I mean, for the most part, the pregnancy was easy. The last um, trimester was really, really difficult. He tried to come out five times before the sixth time he finally was birthed into the world. And he's been telling me recently that he remembers how dark and scary and lonely it was. Like, wow. (laughs) So he, he remembers a lot. And I believe what he says, he remembers a lot of things. Um, he's very sensitive. And when he was born into the world, I remember holding him as a newborn, like he was my very first, he would look up in the ceiling. And I've heard this from a lot of parents who don't really like get it, that their children are very special. They, he, he looked up in the ceiling and he would just look very specifically of the movement of what was going around. Even I wasn't tuning in at the time because I was exhausted. Just watching him develop over the last five years has been an interesting process because not only do I know he sees things, he hears things, he just knows 
things as well. He, and because of Tabitha, who introduced me to soul language and light language, I didn't realize that I originally took away his soul language (laughs) because he wasn't speaking English at all for the first three, four years of his life. It's been a very slow drip process and every milestone has been that when he's ready to do something, he will do it on his own terms. Like I'm proud of him for being stubborn and catching up and also exceeding every milestone, but it's been a struggle. And also it's been a lot of lessons for me as well, because that's what our children do, right? They constantly bombard us and trigger us (laughs) with our own weaknesses and sensitivities. uh, And it can either make or break us like as, as parents drives us crazy or really be like, wow, you taught me a really good lesson today, depending on how well we take care of ourselves. Um, that whole self-care piece is really important when you're a parent watching him develop into uh, a human being has been very special. Trying to bring back his soul language has also been an interesting road So because I've become more comfortable in my soul language, he's starting to be a little bit more comfortable in speaking to me, but not very much. And so I hope as he's building his own English vocabulary, he will also build up the comfort level of his soul language and whatever abilities that he wants to utilize, because he's also been diagnosed from a spectrum wise, he's autistic. He's more, I don't know if you're allowed to use high functioning autism anymore, but he, he was always a little bit, what I call a little bit off. Something was always off in the first three years because he wasn't speaking. And so therefore he brought in a lot of behavioral issues at school and mostly at home where he could be himself. And he would just lash out so aggressive where we would have to hug him, hold Mm -hmm. him down. And bring him to the bed where he could just flop around, scream, throw things, punch pillows. Like it was insane. And that's right before we went to see the child development specialist where then he was diagnosed with autism. So that gave us some realization how really sensitive and special he was. I feel like some parents would more take that as um, an offense of a child being a little bit more on the spectrum to me that would just acknowledge just how I don't like I said really special and I just have to be mindful of the things that we say that we do like transitions are still a little bit difficult sometimes he backtracks sometimes he does really well it's just like any other toddler it's just I have to add another (laughs) layer to when I'm raising him which makes it very complicated every single day. And so being able to have the energy to raise an intuitive child, because I want that for him, because I've realized that intuition is a very important piece of how we as human beings live. So yes, it's, it's been an interesting road (laughs) to say the least. Well, it's truly incredible, especially coming into it, you know, not really having being surrounded by a community that that's kind of the normalcy right and I feel that that's so true with so many parents in the last especially 20 years as those crystal children the rainbow children really come through these beautiful high frequency babes and they're like what do you mean I have to learn how to speak I don't need this mouth why can you not just read my mind right and we're like we're lower density we're learning you're teaching us right and I just love how you really 
pointed that out that the kids today especially are really here for us to be like hi get on the train get on get together so it's so amazing that this really inspired and moved you to for this movement I just love it so much and how you really are helping others really change their perspective right open their eyeballs and being like well maybe it could be this instead right because being on the spectrum now is almost you know is starting to really becoming like viewed as a superpower thanks to people like the both of you who are really going out there every day and speaking to the parents and connecting with the children you know and co-creating the community where you are where you live it's incredible Thank yeah, you, you have so to put a different good. lens on when you diagnose something from the 3D world. Okay, what does that mean from a metaphysical or spiritual world? There's more than just one perspective. And I think that's what's so important when you come into parenthood. Because if it wasn't for Liam, honestly, I don't think I would have given up nursing to be the full-time healer that I'm mm-hmm. that I'm doing because he really made me realize, okay, do I want to be miserable with my life and just kind of go with it which most people do or do I want to just take the big leap and just do something out of the norm for now it's not Mm -hmm. mainstream but eventually I feel like the science and spirituality will be the medicine of the world it's just going to take some time and so we have to continue paving the way for ourselves and for our children it's just so important and it's just sometimes you just gotta you just gotta go with it Right. And just like Sammy was saying, there really aren't very many handbooks. There are a handful of like indigo children books out there and crystal. Yeah. But we're finding too, which I noticed on a little bit of I was, you know, I always peruse the 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 TikTok and the social medias. And I've heard a lot from other parents and other intuitive parents and those of you know this flavor were like they're like, we used to have this information and now it's disappearing, right? It's almost as mm-hmm. if there's some kind of push about us not coming together and inspiring so it's even more important the work that you're doing because it really is holding that frequency for love in that and true acceptance now right. tabby's got a little bit of a different experience because she's she's are you are you ready to talk about all the beautiful parts of your <laughs> family and all the magic and everything that's been happening like it's just yeah. amazing how like generationally, you know, in Tabby's world, we were seeing it generationally, you know, starting with Tabby, her children, her grandchildren. Would you like to expand a little bit on your adventure, Tabby? Yeah, and actually, it really starts all the way back with my grandmother. <gasps> how exciting. Who would hear knocks when somebody was going to pass. And when she passed, my mother picked that gift up. And um, I really, you know, my daughter, when she was growing up, was speaking to spirit on the other side. And I had no idea what to do with any of that. And I think, you know, a really important lesson and Jennifer has already um, expanded on it. She was awake. She knew what to look for and she still didn't know all the things, right? And so she (laughs) unintentionally shut down his soul language, not knowing that's what it was. And that's, I think the biggest thing that we're kind of fighting with right now is that we don't know what we don't know. And that's why this education is so important. Um, I do truly believe that my coming online had a lot to do with needing to be ready to help my daughter deal with my granddaughter and help my cousin deal with his son, who are both four years old. And I started coming online about five years ago, right? So we have been, I don't know how how far down the rabbit hole you want to go, but, you know, we have been dealing with a lot of different issues 
Some of it's understanding, some of it's being open, some of it's understanding that although they have the higher self-knowledge, that their communication style is with their 3D body and the little words that they have at 18 months or two years or three years or four years old, not putting our definition and our spin on it and allowing them to be able to ask open-ended questions and allow them to express further what they're seeing, hearing, knowing, feeling is going to be the way that we can start to train, uh, step into this world a little bit better and help them stay open. Yeah. The other thing that Jen didn't have that we now have, have as a superpower is a Jennifer Wardlow. And I know there's more than just her out there, but she's my superhero, right? (laughs) And so when we have an issue with Kenley now, Jennifer goes to her higher self and helps work them out. Things that may have put her in a doctor's office, either for psychological or physical evaluation, can be cleared from her energetic field in a matter of 15 minutes. Yep. And she doesn't know on that 3D level, what's happening behind the door. Right. The change is immediate and instantaneous. And even her 3D father, who a couple of years ago would have told you this was BS and it was all, you know, it was all fake and made up now is a believer because he's watching his daughter do this and he can't deny. He cannot deny it's in his face. It's a learning curve. And it's us as adults that have to learn quicker so that we can step forward and bring these children up and keep them open and allow them to develop their gifts sooner. Yes. Yes. It's so beautiful. And thank you so much for bringing up Jennifer Wardlow too, because there is this growing community within us and we all have these special talents. And what's so interesting about it is that she lives in Indiana and you guys live all the way in Virginia. So it's not like she like drives to her house. You know what I mean? This is all yeah. done remotely, which is such an incredible feat in of itself of like our sweet little human brains going like, wait a minute, what, how is this being healed? And here in our town, we have a very special healer um, who specializes in, in very similar work that Jennifer does a little bit more tied into the 3d i think um but it is just it's just so great to to know that there are those beautiful magical creatures out there who can connect in right yeah and so there is really this movement and something that i know that as we've gathered um as sisters in our circle really talking about formulating these schools and really getting parents together and some of us you know I, you know, for me, I'm more of like a parent teacher, you know, like I'm like, I'm going to deal with the parents and you guys come with me. Right. And where like Sammy is, she's like, "Mm, I'm going to handle the kids, like and direct all of that. And I know as we talk about it, we're kind of really falling into our own role. So as you two work together and with Jennifer in that circle, like, have you found yourself kind of coming into certain roles that really speak to you in the way that you convey information and connect? Hmm. That's a very good question. I have (laughs) Tabitha. (laughs) I think for for me, it's stepping into the speaker role and the teacher role Mm -hmm. and opening up the eyes, ears, and hearts of everybody, right? Because you don't have to be a parent to be able to be productive and efficient at helping with this. You just have to know what to look for. And so I've actually even created a workshop where I work with parents or individuals, it doesn't have to be parents, 
for the signs to look for, how to know if your child's open, what are some behaviors to look for, and how do we talk to them and work with them so that we're not leading them because they don't need to be led, right? We, we are the ones who need to be educated and led. They already know. We just need to be open to receive from them. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference, right? We see our kids you know, as a society. We see our kids as the uneducated, unknowing ones that we need to guide. And the reality is, at this point, um, I have a four-year-old granddaughter who is giving us missions and telling us yeah. what to do. <laughs> If we are open to receive and we don't have this connotation that age is a limitation in ability or skill or intelligence, but rather it's just that human form trying to catch up with a higher self form, uh, I think it gives us a new perspective and a new way to listen and learn and guide and and lead. Yeah, I love that. Really flipping the system. How about you, Miss Jen? I would have to agree on the roles of teacher and speaker because we are essentially our advocates for the children. We are guardians because I know from my own personal way of how I live and how I perceive life is that I'm a protector and I'm also a seeker of wisdom. So I feel like I'm constantly like, I feel like I'm on like the iceberg edge of the knowledge that I'm supposed to remember for this lifetime. And I have massive amounts of whatever energetic scrolls, meditations to sift through in order to be like, okay, what are the things that I need that are important that we need to relearn for ourselves first and be open to what the children also remember and kind of collaborate on that. I think the partnership of children and adults, we're seeing each other as more soul-based than just as what Tabby Tabby said and what you guys said is like not age based because I think that's what's going to make it more an equalizer coming into a conversation and also letting the parents who have no idea what in the world is going on with their children we model that as best as we can and of course you know we have our roles as parents so we can you know keep them safe while they're little and growing up at the same time there are definitely moments where they are completely equal when it comes to this awakening process yes yes so well put thank you both so much and there is just kind of this sweet little shift i mean it is a complete 180 from what you know, that has been programmed in our heads. And I just love so much that the both of you have really used your voice and trusted your heart and your and your wisdom that you carry within you and connecting back to yourselves and doing more healing. I know something we've talked about pretty much on the regular is how when we heal ourselves, we're healing generations and how our children, our grandparents, you know, everybody is becoming more and more open and really being connected to that. That's just doing a good job, y'all. I'm just loving it so much. Yes, Kotoriyashi. So everyone's team's here now and they're like, okay, ask this question. Okay, ask this question. <laughs> so I, my next question for you guys, are you good? Do you have any questions? Of the, no. You're just chilling. No, okay. I, can only, I can only talk from the teacher perspective. So <laughs> I would actually love to hear, do you want to kind of expand a little bit on that too before we get into more parent questions? Kind of like the school way is, are you? Yeah, sure. So um 
I taught in a public school setting for nine years. I've been a teacher for 11 years. I literally got to see the progression of more and more kids being born who are neurodivergent, which Hmm. to me is just another way of saying not from this place, right? (laughs) A lot of my kids with ADHD, um, I started to notice that they're actually time jumpers. They're rapid time jumpers and they're able to like achieve a lot of subconsciously, which makes it really hard for them to stick in the current reality. My kids that were on the autism spectrum, I noticed were kids that come from extremely high vibrational densities where they didn't need to speak. They didn't need to necessarily use their emotions as much. It was more like a telepathic picture showing. And sometimes my kids would literally touch me and send pictures to me that way. And then I met a lot of kids that were mediums that were very fearful anxiety, which isn't really a neurodivergence, but it's a very common thing in kids these ages. Um, And it's because they're seeing a lot of spirit I've noticed with those kids and they're being inundated with a lot of different beings, which when you're little, you can't delineate from scary and not scary sometimes. Going from having like maybe one kid per class when I started out 11 years ago to having like seven kids per class that needed some kind of specialized direct intuitive instruction instead of just like reading math. And, you know, I started adding meditation into things, yoga moves, taking time to journal or write down our feelings or share out times or private share times with me or opening up my classroom to having lunches with me so that they could just talk about some of this stuff because There is no parent's manual on this, and it's not necessarily common in the older generations for this to happen. So when they would go tell mom, hey, there's a man who lives in my closet and he just won't leave me alone, you know, and then mom goes in there and there's no man in there. It's like, what can mom do? I know from growing up as a medium that to just be like, okay, so let me walk you through. If you want him to go, you have to tell him to go. And yes, mom's not going to be able to do it. It has to be you. And no, it's not fair. I understand that. That's really not okay. Mom should be able to, you know, it's not okay for the kid. And it's, it feels crappy for mom and dad, right? Cause they can't defend their kids against things that they can't see. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so having those conversations without actually having those conversations with parents was another interesting thing I got to experience because You never know who you can, especially living in the Bible belt. You never know who you can walk up to and go, hi, I think your kid is seeing ghosts. Right. Right. I'm going to give you some hot tools for that. You know, (laughs) but you have, so I'd have to figure out ways to like express how to assist their child through this journey without it being like directly, Hey, your kid's seeing ghosts. But yeah, that's the, that's my, my personal experience as a teacher. I love that so much. Moving through. Okay. So turning into that, this is such a great, I love coming from the perspective of the teacher. We're just going to have these beautiful dogs save us from whatever's out there. She's going into it. It's happening, you guys. So what a great thing I'm, I'm super interested in is what have you come across any, like in the schools, because, you know, Sammy, she worked in a a lot of different level schools, right? So like, it doesn't matter how much money you have, right? It's happening all over. Did you, did you have either of you? And I know Jen, your babe is still a little, but have you come across any of any teachers like that who kind of have, have that yet? Do you, do you see them or is it more of like, maybe we should start finding them and build our schools? I think we need to start finding them because I keep running into whole holistic practitioners or holistic minded people 
who used to work with kids or, or specialize working with kids, whether if it's nonprofit or schools, but they just keep coming into me as clients. I'm like, Hmm. And then I keep thinking about you guys in your school. And I'm like, wow, we could totally make something really special here, but it has, we have to spread the knowledge in an approachable way because we don't want to repel those who might be curious, might believe in something, but also are very skeptical and maybe fear-based, which is normal. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have not run into any teachers who have acknowledged that, at least from my experience. My son goes to First Baptist daycare school. And so, as you know, that's a very religious facility. And the only reason why we stuck with that is because that daycare did and school did not require him wearing a mask because I can tell you there's no way in H-E double hockey sticks that he would be that Liam would wear a mask all day every day at school there's no way his sensitive skin and his stubbornness would be like yeah okay (laughs) this is gonna be normal now and I didn't want it to be normal my husband and I both agreed that that just is not not okay and so the school was very open and and great about that and fortunately we don't have to worry about that as of currently right now from a finding the teachers per se that's definitely I feel like one of the the next steps and having those conversations how do you start that conversation in in this row in this valley maybe it just starts with one and then then it will cascade into be like I actually know another person and then so forth because maybe that's that's how the fire starts right you gotta light that match let it burn yes (laughs) I love that so much and you know I you know you two are really all like you were just saying you're already doing the work in that way the way that people are coming to you and you're using your intuition and your ability to be like Okay, so for those that are hanging out in the Roanoke, Salem, Virginia area or can drive there, like go see these women like we're a part of this. If you're hanging out in somewhere in close to Indiana, come see us, come talk to us. A lot of what we're doing right now and a lot of reasons we create these podcasts is to ensure that we have the opportunity and the avenues to come and speak and talk. So if there's anyone out there who's like, oh my gosh, come to our healing circle, come to her. I mean, I can speak for myself. I obviously um, feel like Jen and Tabby are kind of in the same, if it's close, come, come and talk to us, right? Like we yeah. want to get it out there, right? Well, and, Am I and correct in saying that? also available online. So even if you're not in close proximity and everybody is now obtainable at this point, speaking to the teacher piece and speaking to the parent piece, I think it's not that there aren't a lot of people. I think it's the fear around acknowledging and what are people going to say? What are people going to think? Right. And as you talk to people in, in this line of work, in this holistic field, as you talk to people, How many times do you hear somebody go, you know, when I was little this, or when, you know, Mm -hmm. my kids would do this. And like, it's kind of that secret, that thing that you push into the back of the closet and you don't want people to know. And it's just like some of these things, like being on the spectrum, you know, 20 years ago, it was an embarrassment to have a child on the spectrum. They were ill, they were sick, they weren't right, they weren't normal. And now, you know, everybody's coming to this realization that there's nothing wrong with them. There's just something different. And I think as we move forward, they're going to be even more widely accepted. And it's, I think we're going to get to the point where being on the spectrum is going to be like a badge of honor. 
yeah. right? Because it means that there's something special about you that sets you apart from everybody else. But it's working to get towards that. I think that that group is getting there, but I think as, as parents and teachers, we need to get there too, where we normalize talking about the reality of what's going on and not trying to hide it from one another. Mm-hmm. And I think about that so much too. Thank you so much for sharing all this. So brilliant, right? The internet, we have, we have the whole world at our fingertips now <laughs> is really, you know, and for me, I always go back to like so much of the indigenous indigenous cultures of the world because they don't even have pronouns and everything. They are like new, right? Right. And how like most of the world is systematically trying to remove them or kind of like, well, everybody was like that once, you know, I always get the downloads like, well, what did you think like happened before, you know, all this colonization and everyone lived at peace? Like everybody can do this. So I love Tabby so much that you brought up like everybody will be able to do this. Right. And know their special uniqueness, which is just such a beautiful thing, um, especially after being shoved in a box <laughs> you know, for some of us for like decades. And that's really so good. Long. Too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love now, cause I know we're kind of getting close to the end of this. Can you two kind of talk about where people can find you, your podcasts, your pages, all of those good stuff, workshops that are coming up, things that really speak to you um, and really allow you to just, I like, I just want everyone to be able to find you. Who would like to start? Jen, do you want to go first? <laughs> yes, I guess so. <laughs> So I'm Jen Marie Cliff. I was a neurotrauma nurse, critical care and hospice. That's what I used to specialize in, but I only did it for five years, realizing up into the point when I had Liam that healing was more of where my heart wanted to be. It was a very, that was a very rough transition, but finally I accepted it. So you can find me on my website, jenmariecliff.com. I have Facebook, which is the handle is at jenmariecliff. And then Instagram and TikTok is at divine feminine warrior. Um, And I do have a hybrid usui reiki course coming out in august so what i mean hybrid i'm going to have the online content and then they come in to get their attunements in person awesome yeah that will help with all the time (laughs) that sometimes teaching oh an intensive weekend Mm -hmm. a reiki shop that i don't that i won't be able to do that because i am you know, mothering over the weekend (laughs) to schedule that. And then I have sacred circle, which is a women's gathering. And I had that for the very first time last fall, we worked all on the 12 chakras. And then this year it will be on like eight goddess activations. So I think that's going to be a lot of, I don't know what's going to happen that, but that is just what I'm being told. And then Eventually, um, I have my shamanic journeying subscription that's going to be coming out also in the fall. And my podcast will be transitioning to a different title, very similar basis about the mothering energy, the divine feminine energy. That's just where my heart is calling to. And you can go to the podcast channel at jenmariecliff.com forward slash podcast. So, and I'm updating my website right now, but that is... I believe that's the address. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, so get, yeah. So if you're listening to close in real time of, you know, July, 2022, that's where it's at. So if you're a future visitor, um, 
you're going to be in a little bit of a hunt. So we'll try to, we'll go back in time and update that in the links and all of that when you officially change everything over so people can find you. It's really important. Sure. All right, Miss Tabby. Thank you so much, Jen. Spill your guts, girl. Where can we find you? <laughs> so um, you can find me at my website, which is BeLightfulHealing, B-E-L-I-G-H-T-F-U-L, healing.com. I'm on Facebook and TikTok as well. I do a lot of online work, but I also do a lot of in-person work here in Salem at Glow Healing Art and have stepped into that teacher role more where I'm doing a lot of workshops either online or in person, um, teaching Reiki. I know we have Reiki 1 coming up at the end of this month, Reiki 2 coming up in September, Reiki 3 coming up in December, um, and of course, um, working online with wonderful Jennifer Wardlow teaching the still language light language certification and mentorship class we're halfway through the first one next one's coming up September 24th and some beautiful wonderful things coming down the pipeline um, for this fall and some other online opportunities that I hope to be announcing very soon so yeah lots going on and I always offer free 15-minute consultations on my website and so if you're somebody who's just like I don't even know like, mm -hmm. I don't know, is my kid, like, is my kid just being weird or is something really going on? Please reach out and let's talk. And if I can't be the one to help you, I have a lot of connections with people who can. And yeah. so let's start working together, bringing together the teams that we need to make sure these children are getting the help that they need to come on and help save this world as quick as possible. Yes. Thank Amen you, Tabby. <laughs> yeah. And so to anyone who's listening, just that is like the baseline. Um, we are getting ready to um, kind of solidify our nonprofit to get these schools going. So maybe by the time you're listening, this is actually a donate button. Um, if that feels that something's to call to you for women of the wise, and we'll be using all of those funds to really start getting the feet on the ground and what we need to get the land and to get the schools going and to get the teachers and to really make it a place because we are also aware that, like they say, seven generations, like what are we doing for our, our great, 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 great grandchildren? Like, what are we leaving for them, you know, and how we are really um, coming back to that. So I just want to thank you both so much for coming on today and speaking your truth. I love you both so dearly. I love seeing you all the time. It's really great. You guys, our circle is really awesome and you should come and join it in real life. It's amazing. Absolutely. And just thank you so much for continuing to being way showers and, and speakers and really advocates for the children and the parents and everything that's going on. It's absolutely incredible. Um, I'm really grateful for that. And I feel it's an amazing opportunity to, to get the message out and we appreciate you doing this for sure. Yeah, yes, thank you. <laughs> Did I get everything, my beautiful friend? You nailed it so beautifully. Woo! So tune in next week for Elementals versus Angels and a little bit more about that as we move into even more fun three, uh, 5D <laughs> realms. We'll catch everybody later. You know where to find us. Bye. Bye.